grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in, because you're in the Basement Lounge. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this. Welcome to The Basement Lounge. This is the cool, chill, relaxed space where we have conversations with people who are comedians, people who are actors, people who are magicians, people who are just, you know, schmucks on the internet. Uh, and today we are talking with somebody who, we're gonna, you know what, we're going to find out what the hell he is, because I'm going to be honest, I know absolutely nothing about this guy. Uh, this is Greg Gray, I guess he's a comedian, because he goes by Greg Gray Comedy on the internet. So uh, how's it going, Greg? Oh, not too bad. Uh, not necessarily a comedian yet. Yet. So. Magic word. Uh, Basically, uh, I started doing improv at Wiley's with, with uh, Karen Jaffe. Okay. And started a class in January. Yeah, I think, I think you and, know my buddy Matt. Yeah, Matt Tastic. Matt Tastic. Matt Tastic. Get him on the he show. He is a character, he, man. I work with him. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a tr- he's a trip. <laughs> but, yeah. But we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. We started doing classes in January, and basically we were going to have a show at the end of March. Okay. And we get to the beginning of March, and everything just shuts down. So right. we didn't have any classes, and you really can't do improv, you know, social distancing. So. Sure you can. Come on. Well, all right. In this in this scene, we're playing two people who are in uh, apartment buildings separated by an alley, talking through their open windows, and that's every scene for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, basically, what happened is since we weren't doing improv every week, I got with the the I got on the Dayton Comedy Discord channel, mm-hmm. and they were doing uh, feedback mics. So mm-hmm. I just decided to dip my hand into uh writing stand-up comedy just to keep my brain going i feel you man yeah that's when we when we first set up i remember uh mike wells came to me and was like we got to do something so i said i set up the discord server for everybody and it's what sucks is i have not been able to participate it at all i set the whole damn thing up i gave a bunch of people like admin access and then just because of my work schedule i haven't been able to touch it at all but from what i understand from from mike and dusty it's it's been going pretty well yeah we don't we don't have quite the following that the cincy one has but mm. we have we have a lot of great people that show up and i mean it's tapered off a bit towards you know the last month or so but well yeah dusty and mike have been super helpful toward you know helping yeah. me become what i am today which is not much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dusty and Mike. Dusty and Mike are, are two of my favorite people uh, in the Dayton yeah. comedy scene. Uh, Dusty's one of the first guys I met and got to know when I first moved up here, and uh, you know, it, and then Mike. Mike has become a, a a better and better friend over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, those two guys. I'm I'm real happy with with how they've been running stuff in the Discord. Um, and uh, you know, I hate that I can't be there, but. But it's good, it's good to hear that, you know, talking to someone like you who has legitimately benefited from it, normally for stuff like this, you just hear the same five or six vets going like, yeah, you know, it's just a thing. But to hear that there's somebody who went and gave it a try for the first time and has been genuinely benefiting, benefiting from it is is really good to hear. Well, I, I feel that now I have a leg up on other 
people who haven't gone to stand up or done their first open mic or whatever, because I've been getting this help from Mike and Dusty and, you know, Matt, Matt Gwynn and, and, uh, Neil Griffin's in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, they, they've been helping me a lot as far as, you know, timing and shortening down my jokes. So I, you know, tell, uh, the most story possible with the fewest amount of words. Mm-hmm. So, um, what have you have you started to like like hone in on a I mean I know it's 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 early yet and and and, and as somebody's been doing it for well over a decade I can tell you you got a long way to go kid um but yeah. uh you, you have no idea um but have you started to, to settle into some kind of routine as far as your writing goes or um, you know? well well mostly I've been I've been going to the Mike Wells School of Comedy which is one liners okay so um. Yeah, so that's basically what I've been writing. I got a couple other things that I need to work on that are longer, but I just been basically what happened is I started going through my old, you know, Facebook daily memories and seeing the stuff I had written over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds funny. I'll put that down on a piece of paper and then work on that." And I just completed a 5-minute-ish set that I am going to attempt to do at Wiley's whenever they start opening back up the uh, open mics and stuff. Oh yeah, everybody feels comfortable. So yeah, it's it's we're we're all kind of curious to see you know you know Mike Wells put together this uh, four show weekend that we just had over the weekend. You know he he booked and scheduled this whole weekend full of shows and um, from what I've seen it went really well. I watched a video of Ray Jackson last night. Um, which Ray Jackson's like one of the funniest people in, in Dayton. And I mean, he absolutely crushed it, but yeah. it, it's curious to see. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen when they start running the open mics again, not to mention like, you know, around town, all the bars and venues that were, that were holding open mics and there weren't a ter- terribly a lot of them, but to see which ones are going to, are going to start doing those again, if they start doing those again, is a, I mean, it, ra- it raises a huge question. You know, it, re- it really does as to what's going to happen next and how's comedy going to change. Yeah, I think I think hookah's opening up Thursday, but I I don't know much about that. I don't know. So. I, that's that's not what. The funny thing is the the hookah mic is literally around the corner from my house. Like I could walk to it from my house. Um, yeah. but I work whenever it's going on. It's but yeah, it, it, you know, a place like the hookah bazaar where people are supposed to be sitting next to each other on couches and sharing a hookah and it's yeah i don't don't know how that's gonna work just hey let's just put our mouth on things yeah and then and now (laughs) yeah now you throw in throw in the idea of doing an open mic there and just it it, it's a lot of questions and it just yeah it it's gonna be weird to see how things go uh going forward but what uh what was it so you guys started doing the improv stuff at wiley's what was it that led you to even start there well, I've always been like, you know, a big fan of Who's Line and I'm I'm a D&D gamer and GM, so I've got I've got that sort of improviness, you know, when it comes to storytelling. And basically back in November, I had this kind of mental issue that, you know, with just depression, anxiety, stuff like that. And I saw that Karen not too long after that had posted like it was around uh, late December, early January. She had posted that she got her start in improv. 
mm-hmm. up in Chicago. Oh yeah. And I messaged her and I'm like, Hey, cause I was interested in going down to black box, but they have long form. And I was looking for like the who's line short form mm-hmm. stuff. And she, she said that she was starting a class in like a week or two. And I was like, Holy shit. You know, this is like the most fortuitous thing that that's happens. Like I go looking for something and it just happens to be coming up. Mm-hmm. So I signed up immediately. And the reason I'm doing it is, is to get over anxiety and, you know, meet new people. And it's, it's been great, but I, I miss doing it because of this whole pandemic shit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of stuff is missed right now. Um, it's, it's really thrown everyone's routine for a loop. Um, Karen, Karen Jaffe is, is very much the godmother of the Dayton comedy scene. You know, she runs the open mic at Wiley's. Um, she's, incredibly funny incredibly caring and passionate and she runs these improv classes i have wanted to take one of these improv classes so many times i was signed up for one at one point and then my work situation changed and i had to cancel but it is i i have been dying to go to one of her improv classes because i'll be honest with you the, the 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 improv stuff you know thinking on your feet and and the quick reaction that is even after all the all these years that is where i struggle um as uh have have you been finding that in in doing this um like maybe like how's how's it helped with the mental with the mental health thing how's it helped oh, yeah. with, with the stuff like, like that the moment the moment i step into wiley's for that everything is left at the door mm-hmm. and i've i've never felt that good you know inside about you know like a like a passion for uh I don't know if it's a career, if it's a hobby, whatever. And it, it just, it made me feel great inside and I wanted to keep doing it. That's basically it. I tell you what, man, you'd be hard pressed to find a single comedian that doesn't have a similar thing where we walk, we walked up to the doors of a, of a, of a venue and the world sucks. Our life sucks. But the minute we walk in that door, man, it's, the minute you walk up on stage, it, it just it all goes away. That's why that's you you'd be hard pressed to find a comedian that's not damaged in some way. It's that's why we do the stupid shit that we do. Yeah, it's exactly. Cause, it's because we are fucked up inside, and that's why we do it, man. Um, so let's let's get to know you a little bit more here. So, um, you know, and you know, we're we're you know we're no strangers on this show to dealing with dealing with mental health and things like that. You know, we, for the longest time had a mental health, uh, podcast show on this podcast. You know, I myself have been pretty open about, about my, my dealing with, with depression and things like that. Um, has it, has it something that you've been dealing with for a long time? Um, is it something that's kind of been more of a recent thing? Uh, I've been dealing with depression and probably since, early teens at least that's when i got diagnosed with stuff okay and it's been like the last 10 years 15 years or so that anxiety has really been showing its face mm-hmm. so so you were so you so you were diagnosed fairly young yeah okay that was on they put me on you know whatever medications i've been through <laughs> several different ones throughout here's, your, here's your brompton cocktail kids it's yeah pretty much um, yeah, I, I didn't get diagnosed till way late in life. And it was one of those things where it was kind of like, man, if you had dealt with this when you were younger, it's like, well, dealing with it now. So <laughs> you would have dealt this when you were younger. You'd be skinnier. <laughs> no, 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 shit. 
Yeah, no, yeah. no. Depression's not the reason I'm skinny. My eating habits. Are the I'm skinny. My love for the McDouble is the reason I'm not skinny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it's it's two bucks for a double cheeseburger. I mean, come the fuck on. Um, it's. <laughs> but God forbid you need to pay three dollars for a bell pepper. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, wrong. I like bell peppers, but mostly when they're diced up and put inside of my queso. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, are you are you from the Dayton area originally? Uh, lived your, yeah, your whole life. Yeah, I've I've lived here, Dayton, Riverside, Mad River, all my life, and lived in the same house for forty two years so far. So. No, but seriously, how the, nice. how the how the fuck old are you? I'm forty two. Shut the I, fuck no, I'll up. Be, I'll be forty two this year. I I. I still don't really know how old I am. I have to do the backwards Shut math. The like, fuck up. What's 2020 minus 1978? You know. I so. never would have paid you for being in your 40s. Yeah. I'm never. Lying. Wow. I, I have a childish nature about me, I think. And you were still diagnosed when you were with, men, with mental health issues when you were, when you were 15. That says a lot because back then, <laughs> you know, it wasn't. Here's here's a box of Prozac. Good luck. Right. <laughs> Hell, even when I was even when I was coming up, it was just kind of like, eh, here's a here's a here's a uh, rubbermaid container full of Ritalin. Go nuts. Just, <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, standing on top of a standing on top of a building with a Superman cape, you know, screaming that you know aliens are coming. Um, or seeing little pink. Well, it sounds like you had a much more fun <laughs> time than I did. <laughs> sounds like man. I, yeah. Well, you know. I was in South Carolina at that point where things are really different. (laughs) Yep. Yep. People say, oh, you got depression. Well, here, just have a beer. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast to give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now just do it already. So with the improv stuff and 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 starting to finally get into stand and getting into stand up, you know, you mentioned the whole like is it a, is it a hobby? Is it a is it a career thing? I think I I found in the in the course of things that it's it's kind of a weird combination of both. It's it's a hobby that you could potentially make a living off of, but calling it a career almost seems like like bougie. Like, yeah, like, I like, mean, like, like like calm the fuck down. Okay, is this isn't. This is relax, buddy. It's it's. <laughs> yeah, when, when I when I think about comedy, is is that right? Right now in my brain, I don't care if I make money at it. Yeah, I want to go up on stage and make somebody in that in that room smile, be happy, forget yeah. about their problems. And I so. think I think that's the you know that's a that's how we all start off, definitely. 
But I, I think the ones who make it the longest are the ones who never lose sight of that. I think there are a lot of people who, after a while, they're so focused on the money making side of it that they lose sight of the other of the other part of it. And I think yeah. that's that's the biggest um, killer of of the career side of things is because um, there's not a lot of uh, you know it's one out of every like fucking million comedians that actually becomes like you know a mega star, you know, millionaire doing this shit. The rest of them pretty much spend the rest of their lives on the road, um, trying very hard to make it from, from, from month to month. Um, it's not a glamorous lifestyle, but the, the key is, is the love for it and what you're getting out of it. Not, not, you know, from, uh, like you said, from, from making an audience laugh kind of, kind of point. Yeah. It's like, out of, since I've been doing this, I never once asked the questions like, "How much money did you make?" Because I, I I don't think it's that much, but I'm not I'm not gonna ask. You know, it just Ew. seems that just seems like a to me asking another comedian that seems rude. Like, how much did you make tonight? I feel like that's you know? I feel like that's rude in in any sense. Like, you just don't ask people like like how much money did you make today, man. Like, it just seems yeah. kind of rude to begin. But yeah, with com- with a comedian, it's almost like an insult. It's like, you motherfucker, you know I didn't get paid for this shit. <laughs> Why the fuck would you ask me that? <laughs> I just drove, I drove 12 hours to pay for a hotel room and perform for $12. It's like pro wrestling, so. That's not, that's not an, uh, inaccurate. I'll be honest with you, man. It's It's amazing how many of these guys will drive to indiana or kentucky or uh you know anywhere they'll drive five six hours to go do five unpaid minutes uh at a bar and then drive back the same night or or stop in some some little roach coach and and head back the next morning it's these a lot of these guys man they will just they'll do anything it's it's like they're heroin addicts like man come on can i get some time please can i get some minutes i need to see some minutes on stage man yeah it's 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 yeah, there's that hustle, and you do eventually get to that point where you got it, where you got to start figuring out if you have that hustle or not. Um, right now, I don't know if I have that hustle. Yeah. I mean, I'll have the hustle for improv, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'm not sure where I stand with stand up. I have to. It, basically, I have to get off on stage the first time. <laughs> you you got to do it. Times and then, <laughs> yeah, and see if it's something that I like because, you know, being up there alone is a lot different than being up there with other people. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, I, I did a little bit of improv in high school and, and having other people to play off of helps, um, as long as you're good at giving them something to bounce off of, which I was not, but, uh, you, sometimes you can play off the crowd a little bit and that, you know, that takes a lot of practice, but yeah, when you're up there by yourself, man, um, I will say this, you, you, at first you might think, Oh, five minutes doesn't seem like a lot of time. Five minutes is a fucking eternity, man. Well, yeah, when I was uh, when I was going through my set the first time with Dusty on the Discord, I I I went through the whole thing and Dusty was all like, "That was only four and a half minutes." I'm like, "That was at least an hour." (laughs) (laughs) It's it it is crazy. You just it just that time, and especially like I work in television, so I'm I'm really aware of like how long seconds and minutes can actually be. But yeah. yeah, when you're on that stage, man, it's that five minutes feels like an eternity. But what's crazy is I'll wake up the next morning and the time between when they called my name and the time between when I walked off the stage, I will have no memory of what went down. Oh, really? It's so weird. I thought we've talked, I talked about this with a couple other guests. It's like 
it's like the they call it like the comedy blackout where it's like you, you the adrenaline hits so hard that while you're on that stage that until you see the video of it the next day you're like I don't remember how anything actually went and you see the video and you're like I I said that oh well shit okay it's yeah. it's so bizarre man it it really doing stand up man it it takes it takes you places it it's so hard to explain especially considering you haven't done it yet but man I'm gonna tell you something right now like it is when you get that when you especially especially when you have like whether or not you have a good set but when you have that really good set too like the feeling man is is on like it's the equivalent of a runner's high i would assume i've, oh, never, yeah. I've never had a runner's high but, um so before you got into improv and before you were doing all this what what all what other, what other kinds of things were you getting into was there any kind of precursor like were you a theater kid did you ever you know, musician. What What are some other things you've done outside it, of the world of improv comedy? Basically, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and friends' basements and Fuck and yeah. gaming stores has been what's what's spurned um doing doing you know just coming up with stuff off the top of my head because I'm a horrible person at you know planning ahead, but I'm I'm a lot better just acting in the moment when you know people are role playing out you know doing stuff in a tavern you know i love dnd i love dnd so yeah. goddamn much it's i i had a game i was playing you know via discord and all that for a little bit but it's it, it, which is fine um but man playing dnd with the pencil and the paper and you know a, a bag of, a bag of cheetos and a case of mountain dew on uh, it's been just wasting an entire saturday man it's there's nothing quite like yeah. it. People who've never played D&D just don't get it. Yeah, and 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 recently I got into another game that is uh that a friend of mine uh Robert Turk created called Are You Mental? Okay. And basically it's a superhero game, but you're also in a mental asylum. So you're you're not sure whether you're a mental patient or a superhero, and everything is generated mad lib style almost what yeah you uh you sit around i ask questions you write something on a piece of paper and then you throw that into a bucket and then everybody goes around and takes turns pulling those little slips of paper out of a hat and they use that to generate their character like what their powers are uh who they think they might be what their weaknesses are it's all randomly generated and the same thing goes with your adventure uh, you know the mission that they have to go on it's it's all done with questions that i ask them at right at the table and then i have to come up with in my head you know the storyline that that goes with that so that's been that's been my most recent pre-improv uh class improvisational stuff um i don't know how much of a comic book geek you are Oh, I'm 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 really big into DC comics, but okay. not so much into Marvel. Okay, so I know you're not much into Marvel. You ever read Moon Knight? No, but I I'm, I'm aware of Moon Knight. So what you're describing to me right now sounds exactly like a recent run. So Moon Knight is a Marvel comic about a guy who's a superhero and has this like Egyptian god or whatever that gives him his powers, but he's uh -huh. also clinically insane. <laughs> And so there's always this constant back and forth of, is this really happening? Is he just nuts? Like, 
it, it's a fantastic, especially if, if you, you know, like reading stories again, you know, dealing with like mental health and issues and things like that. It's, it's a fascinating story to read, but that's kind of what this reminds me of. Cause literally the, one of the most, one of the more recent runs was he was literally locked up in an asylum and couldn't tell if he was actually being tortured or if he was being taken care of, or if he was even there to begin with, it was, it, it was fantastic. And that, that's what that reminds me of. And it sounds like so much fun to play. Oh yeah. It, it really, it's, it's, We lose him, and we lost him. Oh no, we lost him. Great game, I enjoyed playing it. Up, oh, we're losing him. We're losing him. No. Uh oh. There My he internet is. Internet says it's unstable. Uh oh. Unstable internet. Oh no. Oh, no. I can't fix it, Captain. It's too unstable. All right, we're good. All right, cool. I'm not editing that out. That that's fuck it. It's staying in. Uh up, <laughs> oh, we're losing him again. Oh shit. We may actually have to stop. Oh shit! Uh oh. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pause real quick. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Oh aside, my god. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We got we got him back. We're on the phone lines now. I guess I guess Zoom is having some issues. Uh, from what we from what we looked at earlier, we almost made it. Yeah. But that's fine. Well, we're we're good. Uh, we're talking about D and D and role playing and stuff like that, and uh, your your buddy made up a game uh, involving you know in an insane asylum, or, or, or are you a superhero? Um, it, as far as like one of the one of the my favorite thing about role playing games is the actual like character building side of it. I love spending hours building and customizing the character. Um, how's that aspect of it? Uh, in that game, it it's just basically. It's 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 all done at the table, so it's done pretty quick. But it, it, it people really latch on to all the zaniness that that the randomness gives you in that. You know, it it is it is it is really it's really fun. I hardly ever get a chance to play it because I'm always running it at conventions. But it is I think it's probably the most perfect convention game you can play. And for me, it feels like. It would be almost too easy to accidentally make Deadpool playing that game, you know. Like, you yeah, about- you'd, you'd, yeah. Be, you'd be surprised what all you can come up with. Um, I mean, I don't have anything off the top of my head, but it it almost reminds me of a game called Superpowers. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, but it it's just you roll randomly on a chart uh, and just get random, weird, like uh, mystery men type of superpowers like uh like you're really you can, good at you, can you, you can you can walk through you can walk through walls yeah if you're really good at bowling you know you can <laughs> you can you can roll a perfect 300 but that's really all you can do you know Just, and you got to utilize that somehow out in the real world you know just the most obscure almost pointless superpowers ever conceived yeah i love it it's it, yeah um well we got a few minutes we got a couple minutes left here before we're going to let you go um as far as you know we talked about how you're 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 still getting into you're, you haven't done your first time on stage yet but you've been doing the improv and going to the the discord feedback mites um i guess my question for you as a new as as a new person i think we hinted on this a little bit a, 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 a little bit ago but 
what do you what would you say is what do you think is probably the main thing you're trying to get out of a get out of a comedy experience uh the main thing that i'm trying to get is you know just to get rid of this anxiety to have and just to have a a great time without having to worry about anything you know and and the other thing that is i just want to make somebody laugh make somebody happy for you know just even if it's just for five minutes or three minutes depending on how good my jokes are you know fair um and so as and so now with you again being the newer guy in this thing um what are what are some what are some fears you have like what are some things you're not looking forward to or not sure if you're not sure uh, what to deal with just quite yet um well i've been told my jokes are too smart uh too clever that the audience might not get some of them mm-hmm. so getting up on stage and just hearing crickets is probably going to be my my worst fear at the moment but to be to be honest in the discord everybody's heard my jokes so much that in the last couple of times I've run through the set, you know, nobody's laughing at them because they've all heard them all before. So it's just been nothing but silence when I say it. So I think that might help, but I'm not, I'm not sure until I get up on that stage. Um, I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, you are going to have more bad nights than you are good nights for the rest of your life. That is, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is the truth of being a comedian is for, for a long time. Um, but yeah. And the other thing there is, is yeah, you're going to go to a lot of open mics where the only people in the crowd are going to be the other comics who have heard your shit a million times. Um, the big, you know, the biggest piece of advice I could give you is to understand open mics are not there for you to tell if your joke is funny or not. You're, you're there to figure out how to work on stage, like how to get your stage presence done, how to get your timing done. The, oh, re- yeah. the real true test of whether or not and it's and it's and it's hard to get past. I still to this day will go to an open mic and have a joke flop and I'll think, well, man, I guess that joke's not funny. Open mics are not a true, you know, open mics at a bar are not a true test of if your joke is funny or not. The true test is when you go to a place like Wiley's. That's how you can tell if a joke doesn't land there. OK, then maybe it probably isn't isn't working, but you will find yeah. you will find that from one room to the next you will get two totally different reactions to whatever you've been writing yeah cuz cuz right now i i'm varying up my different you know enunciations and you know how much pause i need to make between a joke to, for laugh cuz it's it's math i didn't realize how much math was involved in stand up comedy Oh, it's annoying. I know. It really yeah. is annoying. It's as a guy who barely passed math throughout all his time in school, it is annoying how much math is involved in stand up comedy. It's like you have to have so many laughs per second or, you know, for fifteen seconds or whatever, just to you know, to be on par with, you know, even the lower echelon of good comedians, you know. We all got to start somewhere, though, man. That's the thing. We all oh, yeah. we all got to start start down there. We all did, and some of us to this day, after fifteen years, still have those moments where you know I I have found that if I have too many good shows back to back, I need to have a bad one. I need because because I'll start getting a big head, and I need something to bring me back down to reality a little bit. So that's why whenever I I do get like that shitty open mic, it's like okay, okay, cool. I, I, I'm still I'm still. 
I can still fail. That's good. I don't. It, it's a it's a reality check, and we all need those from time to time. Yeah. But uh, so Greg Gray, uh, uh, amateur novice, uh, aspiring comedian and and improv performer, D and D player. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you finally get to have your first time on stage. We're looking forward to seeing uh, where you go from here. Uh, where can the people find you online if they would like to join in 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 watching your career grow and develop? Uh, well, I can be found personally at at Greg Gray Comedy on Twitter, Facebook. I just signed up for Instagram last night. I don't know what that is, but oh. I might I might do the ticky tax or what it is too. Uh, but and then you can also find my improv group at Hamstertown Improv on Facebook. Is that the name of the group? Yeah, we are called Hamstertown. I love everything about that. I, I love <laughs> that so much. Um, so Hamstertown Improv is the improv group. Great, great comedy on Twitter and now apparently on Instagram. Good for you, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's fine. I mostly post pictures of my dogs. Uh, but uh, so check him out. Let's watch. Let's all watch Greg's comedy career grow. Uh, and inflate and 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 die in a fiery crash together. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's watch so him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, uh, you know, I you know, coming into this, it was like I don't know. I actually don't know anything about this guy. I was like, he seems like a good guy, but I'm only basing it off the fact that he follows my podcast and watches my live stream and supports my <laughs> Patreon. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's a good guy. But let's just find out if this guy's an asshole or not. And I think I think we can conclude so far. You're not too much of an asshole. You might be an asshole off the mic, but but uh, you're okay in my book. And we're gonna we're gonna watch you. We're gonna watch you grow and develop as a comedian. And uh, Greg, it was great. Great to talk to you. Great getting to know you, man. Oh, good good for having me on here. Thanks. Absolutely, man. You're welcome back anytime. And with that being said, folks, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Basement Lounge. We will be back again next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you guys check out our live streams Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at eleven AM Eastern on Twitch. You should follow us on all the social medias, Facebook and Instagram at Basement Lounge Pod, uh, Twitter at TBL underscore pod. And of course, you can check out our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash basement lounge pod. I will see you guys again next week. And until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye bye. Mm-hmm.